doctor. We got a code red. Paging, paging fellow Dr. Lee, Dr. Lively. Uh, we, I'm gonna need to come to the surgery room stacked. We got a guy here. I don't know break. what's wrong with him. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even in the You're office You're hanging out today. by the vending machines? You're not even- I'm in the back alley. Where are you right now? Today's my smoking. day off. I'm out shooting drugs. God dang it. I, all the nurses are too busy making TikTok videos to come in here. I gotta have to do it myself. Do I got a guy. I, I'm looking at a guy. He's blue in the face. Tell me a symptom. Hold on. Let me hold on. Let me pull this up. He's, Web okay. Well, MD. he's blue in the face. He's uh, coughing. He's coughing his guts out, and uh, he he's uh, he's having irrational thoughts. He is. I, I I don't know what to do with this. You know, it's, I, it's listen. Not my I got, I got I'm just the an ear, nose, and throat doctor. I got the What's answer it? here. Yeah. Go over to the pharmacy. Okay. Are you there? If, you're, sure, if you look I, over I by the Pepto Bismol, there's a little uh, tub. It's called Tums. Just give them a bottle of that and tell them to don't eat the green ones. Don't eat the green ones. That's the secret. Yeah, we haven't met our quota for heartburn diagnoses yet, so uh, yeah, we definitely got to do those. Go and slap that on them, and uh, you know, come back in three to five weeks. Sounds good. All right. Uh, if 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 this is what we have come to as far as like the way that this uh this hospital works i feel like we we did not learn the lesson that the game was trying to teach us <laughs> <laughs> this is, modern medicine this, at its finest we have we have not uh we have not done a very good job uh being good students of uh students of the doing game no harm yes welcome everyone to roll and move the internet's podcast that takes a look at some of the weirder more odd board games out there we break them down we see what makes them work and I'm your first co-host, Thomas Schungerberg, and with me here, as always, is Garrett Lively. I uh, I think I, I think I've been in the hospital the most. Have you guys had uh, major surgeries? I've had a couple. Yeah. I've had. Uh, I go every once in a while just to say hi I to people. ACL surgery. <laughs> there's surgery. this one really. There's this one really cute. Hey doc, it's so. me. <laughs> I keep I keep <clears> busting your, busting your... shit up so I can go in and say hi. My my. Uh, anesthesia reaction is always to wake up bawling, so I, I wake up just like crying, like I've uh, lost all that I, I I own. I've lost my house, my wife, my kids. Are you serious? Yeah, without That's what you do, even before you had house, wife, kids, right? Like, like is that a mental thing, or is that more of like a chemical reaction? Chemical, to yeah, it? Like chemical your eyes reaction. Are, your eyes are just yeah, wet. No, I'm like, but I, they're not just wet. I'm like sobbing, yeah, sobbing, yeah. I'm heaving. I I, can't I think you're just upset that they brought you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I keep thinking that's finally I've I've done it. Just I, let me go. This is my ticket out. I, I got to say, Gary, that's kind of wimpy. It is. I, I feel bad, and I wake up and I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you I, cry I'm because you cried? It makes me feel a little <laughs> a little sad that I I can't even I can't even man up and take the surgery. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're crying right now, aren't you? You're this is pretty emotional for you, right I think. Now, but. It's... Uh, also with us is uh, Jeff Lee. I think. Listen, I think that all those pill bottles in the back are—it's all the same medicine. They just keep relabeling it. <laughs> it's all the great. It's all a over. capsule. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's all, all a capsule. It's all a capsule. You just—they just relabel it. They slap on different, yeah. different color capsules, different sizes, different flavors. I mean, what you know? Like, come on, man. Advil could be the same <laughs> as. Mm, <laughs> hydrocodone. I don't know. <laughs> it's all the same, man. It's all the same. Yeah, I'm, hey, man, I'm with you, dude. You know how easy it is to buy a white coat and walk around with a clipboard? Super easy. Super easy. Super, I'm Super easy. You, 
I could go, doctor. I just, if I feel bad, I literally just reach into my medicine. I don't even look at it. I just reach into the medicine cabinet. I pull out whatever comes out and I say two of these four times a day and I'll be good. <laughs> it's gone. It's yeah, gone. One way or the other. One way or the other. It's gone. That, that, was, that was the basis behind the farmer bro controversy, right? He was just relabeling Advil. Yeah. No, um, no, he no, was just he overcharging, was price gouging. Yeah, exactly. uh, Throw some Advil was... in there, and you can <laughs> call it whatever you want. He was or price was... gouging, and his platform was. Uh, it doesn't it matter to you guys. The insurance companies are paying for it anyways. So yeah, there yeah. you go. He's, just he's not wrong. Game in the Simpsons. He's, he's game in the system. He's not and wrong. People got. He's just a dick. Got really mad. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's like Lance Armstrong. It's like <laughs> he's, he's doing wrong. what it takes to win. Everybody else does it. We're we're terrible today. Uh, guys, <laughs> I'm takes. very excited. This is the first uh, doctor game <clears throat> that I've sort of played, something that takes place in the medical field. And I was sort of excited when we loaded up the old uh, tabletop sim and uh, and played it. And I was like, okay. So we got a little, but it seems to be more of an educational game than more of a uh, something that's sort of story-based. We had to have our own fun, like <laughs> talking with the, uh, the patients and that sort of stuff. What game is this, Gary? What game? Uh, today we're playing Super Doctor, the tabletop simulator mod. <laughs> that sadly never made it to print or uh, past it. We were far though. from a Super Doctor. Super Doctor. We we're far from I, a me- mediocre doctor or an right. or a residency doctor. I, I, you know, Super Tom was pretty good. Actually, Tom was all right. Super I'll tell you Super this. may not necessarily be the superlative aimed at a positive a positive mm-hmm. uh, you know adjective. It could be. I don't know how Jeff passed clinicals in order, to, <laughs> in order to get in that hospital because we'll talk about it. I'm sure, but uh, let me let's just say that I the only reason I didn't do worse is because you can't get negative points. <laughs> Not a really correct funny. diagnosis to be seen. <laughs> You're sneezing oh, here, coughing. Mm, I think could be asthma. Oh, <laughs> we gotta open you up. Well, that appendix has to go. What? I don't. Uh, well, I guess you're the doctor. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Really, really, it's one of those games that we're gonna be talking about today, where, where most of the fun was really us. Just who who you're playing mm-hmm. with, and uh, making sure that you have a good time, having having a good time with some some good people around you. But um, but anyway, so Doctor Lively. Is there any history, Doctor Lively, about this game? Like, do we know anything about the tabletop sim, the creator, or uh, if they were plans to make a Kickstarter and it sort of <laughs> fell through, or is this sort of a phantom game? Uh, it is very much a phantom game. We have the creator, this Trandrew. Uh, this is his only mod on Tabletop Simulator, his only mm-hmm. workshop item in Steam, and uh, we are one of a handful of people um, that have that have actually played this game uh, we're a podcast for the people I'd like we to have say. yeah we have 100 mm-hmm. yeah we we sort through the bottom of the barrel so you don't have to you probably weren't going to but you know we went ahead and took the liberty of and conversely we give those the bottom of the barrel people some views that's and right. some playthroughs. that's right i think i think it's a win-win we were we were the 134th visitor to this little game here we were the 56th subscriber and we were the second person to favorite this game so 56 subscribers yeah it tells me that this guy, he like had a bunch of friends and was like, "Hey man, check this out." They're like, "Okay," and they kind of, <laughs> they kind of subscribed to it uh, just as a, like as a, just as a friendly thing, but they never told anybody else about it because it didn't grow, right? Sure. But he's got like a core, pretty sure. high core base of subscriber to player ratio. 
Sure. We right. we so we know that um this game came out in October of 2018. It went through three different versions on that same day, October 15th. The 1.0 version was released at 5:10 p.m., the 2.0 at 5:51 and then the <laughs> the final the final update, the 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 finality, the the grand release was uh 6:50 p.m., so in about an hour, said, an hour and 40 per- minutes, he, he finally That's pretty good. finalized it. Yeah. He said, this is perfect. Chef kissed it and then released it on on Blasted Steam. I think um, what's kind of interesting to me is I wonder if this guy was like maybe putting this together for his own sake, like a study tool, and just got way too in depth. Instead of just making flashcards, <laughs> he made a full game and was like, this will be pretty fun to play. And maybe this guy isn't cut out to be a doctor. and he's Well, he's not cut out to be a game designer either, but just saying. maybe <laughs> Maybe he's not cut out to be either. Um, and I, I, we do know that he owns one game on Steam, so it must be Tabletop Simulator, and uh, he's got twelve friends, so he's you know popular guy. That's that is the entire entirety of the history of everything I can scrounge together on uh, on Super Doctor. Wow! So <laughs> we got ourselves a a potential study tool, possible game. There's a lot of in betweens that we could have here, but. Um, Regardless, we played it and we're ready to talk about it here. Um, it is when when you think about what what would have to go into the box of a game like this, you would probably think, okay, well, there's got to be diseases. You got to have patience. You're making a, you're making a doctor game. Yeah, right. You're making a medical mm-hmm. game. What are the absolute necessary features that you have to have in there in order to make that vacation? To, yeah, from my medical have drama viewing experience, vacation. you got to mm-hmm. have. Love triangles. Yep. Okay. A drug addicted main character. <laughs> you gotta have good looking docs that uh docs. that spend their time finding uh finding the closets that they can make out in and uh really oh, hook God. up with other nurses, doctors. TikTok well, videos. TikTok videos. I'm here, yeah. I'm here to have sex with my fellow medical in practitioners. Scrubs. Okay, <laughs> which is disgusting. <laughs> Trust me, I'm sterile, <laughs> so it's gonna be all right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely if you're going so for more of a of, of a dramatic theme, I guess that's there. But I'm thinking, gotta have doctors, gotta have patients, gotta have diseases, and this this board game really focuses on the diagnosing of those diseases. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. Would you say this is a pretty imaginative board game with the way that it sort of like treats it, or like because Jeff used the word study tool, like instead of flashcards, right. and to me that sort of speaks to the sort of blandness of the way that it looks, feels, and and plays. Mm-hmm. As as we open the box here, Garrett, well, let, let's see exactly what the creator intended. We do have a short description from okay. Mr. Andrew. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is for ages thirteen plus, uh, two to six players. It is a board game where you get to be the doctor diagnosing and treating patients in a hospital. As you move around the board, patients will fill beds. You will learn more about ailments, their symptoms, and proper advanced techniques. Enjoy. So there you go. <laughs> I thought there's really more educational. There, I guess not. No. <laughs> Same thing with the game, I guess. And yeah, it's true. It, well, you know, it's 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 as you would come to expect with uh, medical dramas. You, you like to have the subtext really explained to you. Um, you know, they, they have the narrator going over like, uh, you know, sometimes things don't always work out like you hope they, that they will. But in the end, you've really learned a great lesson and 
yeah i don't know why I, I thought about this but all the tv dramas around not just hospitals but um like whatever pds and firefighter fire departments like all those shows are like just one it's a, it's a weird cookie cutter experience right like it seems like everyone is like oh there's some drama inside the firehouse oh there's drama outside the firehouse with real fires yeah. oh we need to do our jobs let's not focus on that and it seems like every show that's like a fire or a pd or a, or a you know a hospital show just seems to have Office the same archetype like yeah. yeah i think for us it was not about getting the correct diagnosis but learning the lessons that went into diagnosing incorrectly that's right. I just oh, so I, I just realized. Yeah, sorry. Let's open this box up and then I'll I'll tell you what yeah. I just realized. Pop the box, scare. I think the box should be a person. Let's uh, let's you know, do a quick little C-section and cut her up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, we have our patient open and bleeding on the table. Uh, they are it's a hot ana- mess here. Anesthetized. <laughs> anesthetized. I don't know the word for that, but they're they're uh, unconscious. They're asleep. We have a board that is set up. Uh, we you have your typical Monopoly track, the the square, but you also have a cross going through, so you can cross in between the patterns. And the start space is actually at the very center of the board, and where the intersection of that cross is. Uh, you have three decks of cards. You have your patient deck, you have your diagnosis deck, and you have your treatment deck. And what you're going to be doing is going around the board, uh, following the instructions on whichever space you land on. Three three of those main spaces correspond to the cards that are. Uh, in those decks if you ever pass over a red patient space you will flip over the next patient place them in a bed in the hospital and uh, eventually try to navigate to those rooms the object of the game is to diagnose and treat those patients in whichever order you see fit and uh, you get a heart token or a point if you correctly diagnose or treat them uh, if you do both, you correctly diagnose and treat them, you get a bonus one. You would get a third heart token. And if you incorrectly diagnose or incorrectly treat them, you lose a heart. So um, I believe there's a total of 10 patients that you could possibly diagnose with uh, 10 treatments and 10 diagnoses uh, going through there. Uh, that's the basic gist of the game. There are a couple of yellow spaces that say, you know, skip a turn, gain a heart. No, little flavor text yeah and then uh mm-hmm. each of the hospital rooms has a little entrance two entrance doors uh on different sides of them so you can kind of navigate or plan how you would like to enter those Duck if you're racing out, around yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and i think that's pretty much it the player ponds is what i had just realized as, as i was uh about to start this they are doctors of lore we have hippocrates Famous for the Hippocratic Oath, the father of medicine. We have Joseph Lister, uh, the, fa- the father of father modern of surgery. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah, he came up with Listerine. <laughs> Edward Jenner of the uh, Kardashian fame. <laughs> Florence Nightingale, you all know for uh, the nur- you know nursery rhymes, I believe. Right. And Elizabeth Blackwell, the first woman to receive a medical degree in the U.S. There you so, go. Uh, it, Where do they list those out? I don't see them on here. Oh, and they're in the back. Yeah, they're on the back. So yeah, uh, those are your pawn pieces, and that's the basis of the game. You're gonna go around, and uh, we we didn't have a clear ending. I will say the the rules are spelled out on note cards. We have um, six three by five note cards that are placed on the table uh, that give you the rules, but that it doesn't have a clear ending. So we made the rule yeah. that once all the yeah. patients were diagnosed and treated, uh, that's when we ended the game because that makes sense. Right. As you can't score or lose any more the, the rules are sparse too. We say two, three, three by five note 
cards, but they're like double spaced. There's like maybe like four sentences <laughs> on each card. It is full. very, yeah. yeah, they are. It is very rule light, and uh, it it's just about trying to match up the right diagnosis and treatment to the right person. Yeah, it's like mainly a matching game. Like obviously, you have to have some knowledge, right? So it's like kind of like a, I wouldn't call it trivia, but like you know, a knowledge based matching game with the added caveat that you have to spend turns in between moving around and picking up the fact that you can diagnose, which makes it less fun. Like all the things that like starting with a matching game and then adding these layers of movement, adding these layers of like random, like gain a card, lose a card, lose a turn with the yellow spaces. Um, and then the fact that you can't diagnose somebody, even if you know what treatment or diagnosis they are, unless you have that particular card just makes it all less fun than like a regular matching game. I think like, I don't think anything right. adds to the fun of the game, in my opinion. I, I I think in my in my opinion, one of the big issues with the game is so you have to land on spaces in order to reveal patients. So you could have in your hand two diagnoses and two uh, treatments that look pretty. For example, we had salmonella, which and we also had uh like uh, another Glaucoma. another sort of food food poisoning issue. Right. Uh, so two sort of related ones. The, the, I think the worst worst offenders of this was like there's one person who has asthma and then there's another person who has like, you know, they have like nasal sensitivity or something yeah. like that. Emphysema and they need, or yeah, yeah, bronchitis they, they, or, yeah, yeah, they have to uh, both of them have to have inhalers. <clears throat> both of them have to have uh, like some sort of. I think one of them has to also have like a dehumidifier in their room as part of the treatment. <laughs> so one of these patients come up, they come up one at a time. You have to land on a space in order to be able to put a new patient on the board. So you might be looking in your hand and you see the symptoms of, oh, this person is uh, this person is having trouble breathing and they're having trouble sleeping at night. That's uh, that's all the information I get. Yeah, I, I got some inhalers here in my pocket. I got this. I gotta. I should go in and do it. If you're trying to get a perfect score, you should absolutely not do that, <laughs> right? Because you need to get all the patients on the board in order to see like all the full very context. overlapping yep. full context uh, patients. So if we were trying to actually play this for maximum points, you would. You aren't min max. You no. would be moving around the board just <laughs> constantly and trying to un trying to put all the patients out there and. You wouldn't be taking any guesses. I, I will say that, you know, given the caveat that we're not by any means, uh, maybe this is a good time to put in our disclaimer <laughs> if people don't know, but we are n by no means medical professionals. And I think maybe they would have done that, Tom, because they're expecting you to listen for or like patients mentioning or specifically not mentioning certain symptoms so that you could diagnose between the differences. Because obviously, if you're an actual doctor and you're going into a room, like you're not, ex you're not going to be like, well... Susie has this and because Susie has this and Joe can't have that or something like that, you know, like there's no, right. so I, in, in the gamifying part, yeah, we had to, we had to figure out like who had what for perfect matches, but I do wonder if like there's, uh, if you compared to that, we're both like lung related, if we, if there's one specific symptom that made it, I don't know, like asthma versus emphysema, like, I don't know well, we obviously don't know enough to like compare between the two. So we just, we just look at, Oh, they're coughing types. So, you know, we just know that we're, they're probably going to get like an inhaler or something. We, we're just not sure. But I, I agree with you in general. Like, yeah, like you, you're trying to like, you don't know you, when you first play through the game, you're not sure what all, what all information you would get. And, mm -hmm. you know, because of that, 
you don't know if some uh, the second patient is going to give you more or less information or if you're specifically looking for like i don't know fluid in the lungs or something like you don't know if that's going to be in the cards or not you don't know that if that's something to expect so it's kind of difficult there's no like plan template i think a lot of times when you play games like well planned out games even for the first time you kind of know what the card structure is like right like let's say dominion you know there's there's an action you know that there's a certain cost you know that you know, it affects these certain things in whatever phases. Like there's some, it's a little bit, I won't say templatized, but that's kind of what I'm leaning. Like, you know exactly, you know, what it what it could or couldn't have. But in this, it's kind of so open-ended because there's such a long list of potential symptoms that you're not really sure. Like if, if another card would or wouldn't have fluid in the lungs is a way for you to find out if it's pneumonia. Right. So uh, kind of to illustrate y'all's point here, we have Carol Ford who has shortness of breath, chest tightness, and coughing along with trouble sleeping. So she has four symptoms there. And then Susie, who has chest con- congestion, shortness of breath, greenish mucus, low fever, aches and chills, extreme stress at work, weaker immune system, husband that smokes, works in a polluted part of the city. So um, <laughs> I can't remember. I think Susie had, uh, let's see, I can't remember what Carol had. Carol had, uh, I don't know. I don't have these cards in front of me. But, you know, like one of them, one of them I had think like Carol bronchitis. Had yeah, yeah, one of them had like bronchitis and one of them had asthma. So, you know, we we don't know that Carol it doesn't say Carol doesn't have greenish mucus, right. but we don't we don't know yeah. that she does. So if, if Carol comes up first, um, we may diagnose her with bronchitis as opposed yeah, to Yeah, exactly. I think like I you're probably listening for fever. Like fever means right. bronchitis and no fever means just asthma. That's probably what you're listening for, but because if this if it's the first time you're that you're seeing the card and it doesn't say explicitly no fever, then yeah. And maybe that's something that they should have done. Like it should have said, you know, symptoms not found. Right. Like no fever, no mucus. Well, and, no and it's also interesting. They have two cards specifically of the ten that list risk factors. So they have Jack, which was the first card that came up for us, which he has uh, risk factors associated with him that he's uh, smoking and pollution. Which I, I don't know if that is he, he pollutes or he lives near pollution. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Susie one, her her husband smokes and she works in a polluted part of the city. Um, this guy tosses trash versus, in the recycling yeah, versus bin. Versus everybody else, they list no <laughs> risk factors. They don't say, you know, old age or, yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, obesity or anything like that. So I found that interesting. Um, and then the treatment. It's just inconsistent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you look at the treatment cards. They're pretty clear cut, I'd say, more so than the symptoms. Um, so, like, for example, one treatment card says clean liquid diet, antimicrobacterial therapy, surgery if advanced. Um and then you know something like uh, that. That was all for. That's well. There's that's there's another treatment one that I think is for the uh, the salmonella card that is uh, antibiotics uh, increase your liquids and uh, rest. Those two treatment cards could be very very similar. Yeah, yeah but that one says surgery. Like when would you surgery do surgery for? Yeah, but for salmonella. salmonella? I don't think you I mean, need if surgery. It, for if someone. advanced, if advanced, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how advanced. <laughs> I think that's the point. Is that we're not doctors, get. so like, if you were a doctor playing this game, I'm giving that then that caveat. Like, you would probably yeah. listen for. Oh, like when would Are you do surgery for someone? In the history, in the history of medicine, that someone has not gotten salmonella so bad that they cut it off. <laughs> salmonella surgery. Just how much of this chicken did you eat? Cut it off. It's sir, this is a bacterial infection. Just cut it all off. Yeah, uh, salmonella infections have become all too familiar to the general public in recent years, but they are not perceived as illnesses that may require surgery. Nevertheless, surgical complications do occur, though fortunately are there rare. Is. There it is. That's uh, there it from 
the first line of a Google search. So that's, that's what I know about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then some some treatments have things like uh, fluconazole, itraconazole, and ketoconazole. Ketoconazole, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know what all those how those are pronounced. Um, so. <laughs> Like words I've never heard of, and it's not something like you know, like liquid diet or medication or you know, antimicrobacterial or anything like that. It's it's like specific drugs. I think so, there were two treatments that had bronco bronco dilator, and I was like, oh, that's definitely bronchitis when I first saw it. But I didn't realize there's another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That has it. So. Uh, what's also interesting. So another issue we ran into the game is is basically once a patient is diagnosed and treated, they're removed from the board. So you're you're the way we were playing, I, I didn't explicitly lay this out in the rules. Uh, you're kind of stuck with a card if you if you don't get to that patient first to to diagnose them, even if you're pretty sure that that you know that that diagnosis is right. Um, a pretty good example is I had uh, Alexander who had loss of vision, and I think Thomas and I were both racing over there because we both had eye uh, eye treatments and that was the only one that <laughs> right so i i, I was there like i is. have i i dropped what i was doing and i raced over there because i i was like this is the only one that has anything to do with the eyes so i, I need to get over there and drop that card before one of you drops like heart disease on them for yeah that's something that was unclear too like it didn't say that if, like at first i thought um if you diagnose a patient you can check it immediately and if you got it wrong then you could pull that diagnosis um, and then it was just kind of like you keep trying until you get it right. But w- the way we played it is what Garrett said. You place a diagnosis and we checked them all at the end. So we would just, you know, mix and match. It, de- it didn't clarify in the yeah. game. So the, I think what we did makes more sense from a game perspective. Right, but... exactly. That's why I made that decision is mm-hmm. like, because there is a checker. There is a little um, table that you can check to see if you diagnose them correctly. But then you see you if see it's right. Them, like, yeah. it's not like a computer that you say, all right, I, right. I gave him, uh, you know, bronchitis. Does he have bronchitis? And it doesn't answer. You look up, it's like, oh, he actually has asthma so now yeah. now i know that asthma is right so yeah. if i ever get asthma i can go back and get that yeah card, so you so. get information which is you know unfortunate uh, yeah so. it's, it was strange yeah I, like i i think like clearly in my that's why i said i kind of gave them a, a little bit of a benefit of the doubt of that this is a more of a, a study tool than a game um and in that case like uh yeah I, obviously i'm going to rate it as a game but which i think it rated pretty poorly but um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a lot of these things is just like would I would I have played if I was a doctor would I have got more of them right the first time you know maybe but from a game perspective you know if you get it wrong you're blocking people from getting plus, anything plus right. piggybacking on that you know when you, one of the issues when you create games like this and, and this isn't just limited to this game but games where you know you're trying to match specific things it's like once you have the knowledge of what card goes with what it you know, that game is either forever ruined or you, right. you, know, you have to, you can't play yeah, it again. Without an this has zero replayability. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And wow. so there, I mean, there are other games like that. Like think of, think of if you played battleship and the configuration was always the same and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, just, it's like what, you know, when, when you can present information that's memorizable, um, it becomes, it becomes, uh, not a game necessarily, but a, a matter experience. of experience. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A matter of experience. Um, there are a lot of games like that where experience helps, but you want to introduce something into it that that breaks that apart. Whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, I and you know, it's very limited in this game. But if it's like, if you know that this patient has glaucoma and all the all the diagnosis cards are out, and you can't possibly get the get the correct one, but 
you know, if Thomas has both glaucoma and the eye drops, I can at least go over there, lose a, lose a heart to prevent him from getting three, you know, maybe, maybe that's the deepest strategy I could possibly see in this. Yeah. It was kind of tough because like you're saying, I, if I were to block somebody, then I do lose, I'm knowingly losing a heart. Um, and then, but it's, it's the same net value, right? If they were to go and gain a heart on me, Right. Uh, then obviously it depends. It's a little different a three person game, but if they were going to gain a heart on me, it's the same thing. So why would I try to go and you know mess up somebody's play intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, there's like little like there is player interaction, but it doesn't seem like it's intentional enough that you can take advantage of it, which I think is a mark of a good game. Yeah. So so some of those player interactions, those like superfluous rules that they threw on here, um, only one doctor can be in a treatment room at a time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you can only be in a room for one turn like on your next turn you have to leave so they can just kind of wait outside and since you can go in any direction that doesn't really prohibit them from getting in there for too long unless you're literally just camping outside and roll low and are able to get back in and out Mm -hmm. super easy yeah um so yeah no we did we did sort of fudge some of the rules a little bit like yeah can i go back in yeah (laughs) out and in yeah and one you know once we got down to like two or three cards it was just like okay we know we're gonna play this for here so we'll, we'll just zip yeah. through this um but I, you know i i feel i feel confident enough as the the pros that we are saying that we got the full experience of this game and we can uh we can rate it appropriately even though we we uh kind of fudge some of those rules as you said i think um like what bothered me like that's why i called it a matching game at first like everything in, in the middle just seemed like it was unnecessary like was it just me or did it feel like it felt like it took forever to go from room to room um, and you're yeah. just like, there's so many, I think I want to say like 50% of the spaces, maybe a little less or like empty spaces and which is one of the biggest pet peeves that we have, I think <laughs> yeah, on this show. Exactly. Oh, um, nothing happens, but not only that, but Stagnant you know, so you can pick up treatment and diagnosis cards along the way, but there's only a few. So like, I think maybe like two or three ter- rounds in they're all gone. So then all the blue and green spaces effectively become gray spaces Yeah. and exactly. they, you don't do anything. Right. So it just felt like I spent forever just going from room to room. And because you're yeah. picking up, maybe maybe you have a diagnosis for one corner of the board and a treatment for another corner and you're rolling like twos and threes and it's taking, and it takes you like 18 full spaces to get over to from corner to corner. It just takes way too long. Yeah. It doesn't feel especially like that, intentional. The end of that game super duper tedious, especially because like all the treatment cards are gone. All the, all the diagnosis, the, uh, diagnosis mm-hmm. cards are gone. This the board does nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally just a time waster. Right. Yeah, at that yeah. point, uh, from getting one spot to the other, which is pretty bad. Yeah, I I also think that this game is probably um, maybe not solvable, but you can develop an optimum strategy of just rolling dice around the gain a heart space uh, mm-hmm. and collect maybe collecting yeah. cards and uh, just extending the game as long as you want to because there i think there's three gain of heart spaces gain a token which is which is a point um and you know i i, I think i don't know i it seems weird that those spaces are there and, and you can kind of control which direction you're moving so, mm-hmm. I'm so not you can just keep sure. going walking yeah, yeah, over you can over just kind of hover hover around it and you know roll back and forth uh you know it, it's not going to be often but it's probably often enough i think the winning score was what like five Tom, mm-hmm. how, many, right. how many points did you have? It's probably often uh, enough. I had like five or six. Yeah, it's probably yeah. often enough that you can, you know, if you're just extending the game and waiting for everybody else to do everything, you can just farm a couple of hearts and 
do what you right. gotta do with the last you, few cards. Yeah, I'm looking at one of these spaces. It's only like one, two, uh, two from one door, one, two, three from another door. So effectively, I think that between the two doors and that one space, which is a free gain of token, you can always be in a patient room or getting a free token. So you're all, you're yeah expected token value is if you if you know the actual diagnosis and assume you can get it right is at least one token a turn so that's pretty high i think you yep. know considering yep. you know other players are spending multiple turns just going from one room to another um i i agree with you i think like i definitely don't think the board is balanced um like even if you look at the way the doors are placed mm-hmm. they're not like symmetrical like they're <laughs> yeah. you know, and so that kind of bothers me too but i mean that's a small thing it's kind of a board game geek like board game geeks like us will notice stuff like that right but well, you, um, you also notice the iconography is not uh, centered on the cards, which I, I think it's a funny, funny touch. That, uh, yeah, that bothered Jeff, me a lot. Jeff's very anal about getting the icon centered. The diagnosis yeah. cards have a little uh, a clipboard on the back of them, and they're very just, noticeably off-center. They're just not cropped right. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistakes there. Well, you know, I, I think we pulled about as much as we can from this game. That's, uh, that's uh-huh. more than I expected mm-hmm. to be, to be honest. But, you know. Are there any comments, no, yeah, comments no comments whatsoever. But you know, it's I think it's uh it's, it's fun to dive into this and just kind of talk about bad board games from this perspective and and mm-hmm. and where you can where you can improve them or, or what makes a bad board game bad even even when it's something as simple as this, uh, yeah. which is you know for all intents you know this person didn't come up with any game breaking mechanisms to put mm-hmm. in the board game, but they they certainly attempted to. To create a game themed around being a doctor, being a being a resident, and uh, going around diagnosis people, <laughs> diagnosing people, and treating people, whether whether you're an eye doctor or a uh, gastroenterologist, <laughs> doesn't really matter. You're, you're see, I I think that this game, a man acid. if you were trying to not make it, if you were trying to not make it uh, educational, you're going for all out entertainment or shock factor. Can you imagine if someone took this game and combined it with like Pimps and Ho the Pimps and Ho's universe? <laughs> yeah. Like that so would maximum be that gore, would be amazing. maximum you like cut maximum into the patient. Gore. Yeah, you cut yeah. into the patient, blood starts spreading. Sign your initials in their in their neck. <laughs> like with a scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> you, you find doing, tools doctor? in people's stomachs and stuff and you're like then you use a tool to do something else later on. But uh, but on the education, <laughs> you know, if you're going the other way, on the education standpoint, why are you Performing treatments before you even diagnose the patient is, yeah. a, is a great question as well. You can, you can, yeah. Why do you have that option? Yeah, you can go ahead and perform surgery before you diagnose them with uh, heartburn. But <laughs> here we I go. think, I think there's just like there's Save a ton of implied rules here that they, I think they they probably played with and but they didn't put it into the rules. So when they, somebody, that's another thing, kids. When you're designing a board game, you got to remember that you're not going to be in the room with the players. So oh, yeah. you got to make sure that they can play it properly without you know you guys explaining every little bit there's lots of ways to sort of spice this up to sort of change it. but first of all we have to put some numbers to the game as it stands right here right now uh i will go first i will i will say this if there was i can't imagine this was made to study for like a midterm or something like that just because there's only like 10 diseases i'm sort of i'm into jeff's theory that uh some student made this you know he was making flashcards and he was like wait we can we can build it better. We can we can do something bigger here. I think he was avoiding studying, so he ended up right. making the game. And and this this game that we have here has maybe about like twelve diseases or something mm-hmm. like that, and twelve patients with their. Uh, but that's not a midterm. That does not make a medical midterm. Like I I know uh, I have three sort of family members in law uh, who are 
going through their medicals right now. One is a nurse, one is becoming a nurse, and another, and I have another who is a, is a practicing nurse as well. Uh, and this this would make this would be like maybe a quiz, like maybe a pop quiz. You would have twelve diseases, ten diseases. So I feel like from an educational standpoint, it's really not covering a large swath of the of the diseases. I don't exactly know what it's trying to teach you. Just like a random, hey, here's 10. I feel like for an educational game, you're trying to teach a broader a broader spectrum. You know, like uh, uh, what, what, what was the, I'm trying to think of, like, we've played educational games in the past that try and do. They try and teach all over a subject matter. Yeah. This just feels too concentrated the, to be uh, <laughs> an adequate educational game. Goodbye uh, game. Yeah, goodbye game. Yeah, all about saying goodbye. But uh, Quest, I think, is probably the best. Yeah, the most Buck educational. Quest. Yeah, that's, that's a great. True. And that is an educational. I know I rated that poorly, but it is all over as far as teaching you about hunting and deer. And this one is just so concentrated and the end game is just so bad where everything becomes an obstacle. I uh, I wasn't wasn't a fan. I don't think it really completes its its job of being educational, especially when they don't even allow you to make the right choices by not having all the patients out there. <laughs> uh, so I will uh, I will give this game a one. One. All right. I'll jump in here. I uh, so I I I'm not definitely uh, selling the fact that this was an educational tool. What I'm what I'm kind of envisioning is uh, like ninth grade health class, uh, maybe like a, a class mm. project you had to put together, and you know somebody found like oh I I found uh like you get the rubric and you like you make a video, you can create a board trifold game. poster board, yeah. Make a, oh board game and you know somebody finds you know board game creation software they find oh tabletop simulator throw this together based on uh, Andrew's lack of history that is to be found here on um, on Steam I think it's kind of likely that maybe this was educational but on the lower end of the spectrum as far mm. as uh, as far as far as university. medical careers yeah medical yeah. careers go <laughs> exactly so I and and I think that speaks to kind of what you're saying Tom there's only 10 diseases, 10 patients, 10 treatments, a lot of clip art. <laughs> Some interesting yeah. design choices here. And, uh, you know, if a, if a high schooler made this, pretty decent job, I got to say. Uh, decent enough that I, if I were a teacher back in 2018 grading this, I, I, I would have given them probably a C. But as a uh, avid <laughs> avid board game reviewer here on the on the Roll and Move podcast, um, as you mentioned, ton of issues. Um, one thing I did kind of I, I I think we've touched upon all the negatives enough, and and I don't really have anything else to add to that. Um, one thing I I do think could have been explored more that I, I kind of liked is the patient bed thing where you got to choose as you passed over a patient, you got to assign them to rooms and then um i think there was a little bit of gamification that could have been had as far as where you assign them and then blocking people out of those spaces um as you see in worker placement games so i don't know if that was intentional but it's an interesting concept that uh, definitely could have been explored with uh getting in there blocking those spaces putting them putting them on the other side of the board um so should have explored that more uh, if you're going to gamify it, if you're going to make it more educational, should have had more than 10 diseases and uh, <laughs> maybe make the deck a little bit bigger so it's not solvable after one play. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to add to this. Um, not going to go too much higher than you, Tom, or too much lower. Uh, yeah. 
In fact, I will go lower though, and I'm, I'm going to give this wow. a point five. Point five. So that leaves me. Um, yes. I think. Uh, yeah. I, to, I explained it earlier that I thought it felt like a matching game in a lot of ways, um, and everything else that kind of added all the layers that got added on. You know, the patient placement, the movement in between, picking up treatment and diagnosis cards, none of them really added to um, the, the game factor for me. The other thing, too, is I think that this is kind of an interesting theme. Like, I feel like done right, you know, solving cases in like an ER or a dramatized hospital setting could be kind of an interesting game theme, like if you played it with the right mechanics. But, you know, obviously this guy didn't think of any of those things. They just think they just thought of let's just let's do a match. And but you can't match every turn. You just have to <laughs> you have to roll around spaces and eventually go into rooms to match one card at a time. So just like it, it, the points didn't really feel like they mattered to me. Like, again, you can kind of gain and lose points um, as you roll around, like Garrett mentioned. Um you know, I actually planned to lose the game and you I knew you couldn't go negative, so I lost all my hearts and I only did one heart worse than Garrett, but they I think I diagnosed people with like heartburn to get surgery or something like that. Like I there's just stuff like that that felt like it didn't align with the game's intent. But I, I get what you're saying, Garrett. Like it could have been I, I definitely agree, it probably could have been like a high school project. And I can see where, you know, everything kind of lines up. Like there's just enough symptoms there. Um, and you could get enough information to match that it could have been just, just for that, like just a one-time project. I, I've put together enough mediocre high school projects that uh, <laughs> <for>. <laughs> I'm the expert here at mediocre. Yeah. Um, yeah, like other things too, like, you know, the cards themselves, there weren't any, um, uh, not standardization, but it felt like they're, it, they weren't consistent. You know, some of the cards mentioned symptoms like fever, whereas the cards that didn't have fever should have mentioned no fever. Some of them mentioned um, risk factors and other cards didn't mention risk factors. Uh, aside from the game art itself, there were some inconsistencies there. So I think overall, if I just stripped away all the extra stuff that, you know, really brought the game score down, it's just a matching game to me. And so I feel like just because of that, I can't rate it very high. Um, and then the theme wasn't good, you know, no, there's no, I'm trying to find redeeming qualities and it's, and it's kind of difficult, but, um, the, pro, the only thing that they probably did right was they probably did match the symptoms to the disease and, you know, a quick WebMD search probably confirms that. So I am going to score pretty similar to both of you guys. I'm going to cut the difference in half and I'm going to score it a 0 0.75. 0.75. Dang, son. That makes the uh, calculation easy for me. The rough draft game Quick boys math. average is going to be 8.75. Um, thanks to that, putting that right in the uh, right in the median there. Good job there, bud. Uh, look, actually, uh, let me. I can change it on this episode, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna no, give no, it a 0.76, so and Garrett's gonna have to do oh, the math. God, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 0.755. Uh, <laughs> so we have a. Uh, well, no, yeah, technically not right. I don't know. <laughs> Not important. Uh, we don't have really anything to compare that to. As I said, we had a uh, about 134 unique visitors and 56 subscribers. So I'm I'm impressed that 56 people subscribed to this. Probably on classmates. Uh, probably, it probably maybe, was classmates. maybe at, maybe at a turn yeah. in game in a uh, like a fun day tournament in, in health class right. after they had all finished their projects. But 
I'm telling you, I got my eye on this. Uh, I now I, like to think that it's not the student that did it, but it's the health teacher who isn't. <laughs> <laughs> they they're like a boomer, and they're they're not even like you know. Sometimes the health teacher isn't they they didn't they don't only teach health at that class. Like they probably right. teach a real subject, and then they're like, oh, like, it's your turn to teach health. Yeah, this semester, <laughs> and so they put together. I'm going to be the cool health teacher, and they put together. And all the kids game. are like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> what do, how does the game end? Uh Oh, I didn't uh, think about it. Uh, it. It's over now. We're done. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good point. That, that could very well be the case. Well, if you guys are looking to brush up on your doctor skills, you want to see if you have what it takes to really work inside of a uh, hospital these days, uh, you can uh, send us your resume, your professional resume, with your uh, everything that you've done, every Band-Aid that you put on it, you know, if you helped your, if you skinned your knee and you managed to uh, heal that back to health, then yeah, we're ready to help you take the Hippocratic Oath. All you gotta do is reach out to us and our uh, at our official Doctor School Twitter address, at Rough Draft Games on Twitter, and we will get you on the pipeline to saving lives very soon. If you have any other high school projects that you would like us to tackle, <laughs> nothing too bottom of the barrel for us. Uh, send those suggestions our way. Give us an email at roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read through those. Play whatever you got. We're looking for print plays, tabletop simulator mods, anything we can easily play via Zoom as we are located in parts of Texas and California. Uh, not too easy to get something, you know, like uh, Gloomhaven to the table, but anything lighter, anything a little bit easier that plays in like an hour, we'd love to hear, hear those suggestions. Send us an email, roughdraftgames.gmail.com. And lastly, if you don't like to be a couch doctor and instead would rather be a couch lawyer, come check out our game, All Rise, over at roughdraftgames.com. We uh, are we have pre-orders up and ready if you're interested in getting a copy. We, um, I think, recently just confirmed... Uh, our prototype copy, so we should be getting that out to production soon and getting that into the hands of those of you that have uh, kickstarted and pre-ordered. So, but if you're interested and you haven't gotten a copy and you'd like to be a couch lawyer, come check us out. The game is all rise, and you can get a copy at roughdraftgames.com. Very nice. And uh, lastly, but not least, we want to uh, encourage everyone who's listened to this show. If you liked it, if you had some fun, if maybe you learned something, well, you surprised me with that one. But. <laughs> We would have, if you would like to repay us for that knowledge, then you can head over to iTunes and rate us five stars. It helps people find the show. It helps spread the love on what we're doing here. And we uh, we very much appreciate any and all love that you can show us through ratings. Uh, and uh, we're, we're very grateful when you guys do it. And if you recommend a game in the comments, then guess what? We're going to play it. We're going to get our hands on it one way or another. We'll play it and talk about it on the show. That we is got that scary. Kickstarter money. Yeah, we got that Kickstarter. <laughs> we still have that Kickstarter. How many times have we gone out to eat we're, on the backers down? No, we're good. Yeah, we we only had to pay our fifty percent deposit to our manufacturer, so we still got about half our funds just waiting uh, in, in the bank account. Just mm -hmm. money is burning. I mean, we got to got to get it ready. Pretty sure I'm getting a page here on the intercom uh, on the system here, uh, beckoning us to another. Part We're gonna of the need hospital. the janitor, Mr. Youngerberg, to come sweep up this vomit from the hallways, please. Dang it! Uh, the janitor, Mr. Take... Youngerberg. That's Y U N G. Okay. Yeah. Um. I know. I told you guys that I was a doctor, but I said I said that I worked in a hospital. I never lied. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta go put some sawdust down. I'll see you.